Greetings, and welcome back to yet another episode of The Marriage Chronicles. This is your girl, Naila, and because I am unaware of what time you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you. So, today for me is Monday, January 31st, 2022. It is 4.44 p.m. So, hmm, where do I start, you guys? Where do I start? (sighs) Y'all know this whole podcast is centered around marriage. If you've been listening to me the entire time, you know that marriage is very important to me. Um, not just my own marriage, but just kingdom marriages in general, period. And you also know that up until this last month, this whole month of January, uh, there's been a lot of me watching things, um, because y'all know I'm usually like, put the devices down, stop watching TV, just, you know, this and that, you know. But I took this month of January to just rest, you know, um, starting out, uh, there were so many things that I wanted to do. Um, and I just felt the inclination to rest. No, that didn't mean sit down and watch a lot of TV, but that is what happened I ended up watching a lot of married at first sight because I felt that the content could help me further see different people's relationships and and how they came to the conclusions that they came to and things like that and um In doing that, as you're watching things like that, of course, um, because everything is connected, because, you know, you're being monitored with everything. Everything starts suggesting to you different things on YouTube, on all your different platforms, things start being suggested to you. So with me opening up and watching more of of TV, period, like Married at First Sight on the Life uh, lifetime, um, app. And also, uh, I watched some of it on YouTube. Now it's starting to give me, YouTube is starting to give me more suggestions, uh, concerning marriage and things like that. So, whereas in the past, I really didn't just concentrate on any other marriage than my own because that was what was right here in my face and 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 you know most mainly people around me are single and don't understand marriage which was quite frustrating um and what i mean by they don't understand it is they view it as though it is just another relationship people look at me As though I'm putting too much weight on the fact that 
on on the label of the fact that on on the label husband and marriage um and vows and i think people have it twisted and people have it incorrect um because you should you should it is a heavy thing you should have a lot of weight on the fact that you are married it does cause you to become one i have never felt this <sighs> conflicted you know um in my life over over any type of a relationship um divorce is like ripping a person in half their flesh into two because you do become one that's the whole thing you become one and for those who don't feel that and for those who can easily rip away from it we're never really committed to begin with we're never really invested to begin with um i went into this marriage with the intent to stay in it and to continue in it until one of us passed away or until Jesus came back and I feel as though I'm not crazy I didn't come up with this on my own the same thing that I said he said to so to now be in a position where or to after we got married realize that you know he's just in it until he feel like it ain't working no more and then bounce was a jacked up realization to come to after the fact because had i had known that before i would not have done it but now that i have done it um my focus has always been to do it God's way and to not have a hardened heart. You know, we as believers are to, you know, have hearts of flesh to as far as like, you know, we're supposed to love people. We're not supposed to let our hearts be unpenetratable, like as far as just hard and rough you know, have this hard, rough exterior to where no one can get in. Um, there's no love coming out. There's no love coming in. You know, that's not how we're supposed to be. But yet divorce. Divorce says my heart is hardened. And I can't get over you. I, I mean, I can't get over whatever disagreements that we had. And um, I'm going to choose my flesh and, 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 and just let this go because my heart is hardened. That's what divorce is. It's just, it is just the result of a hardened heart. It's, it's the result of hardened hearts. That's all divorce is. So anyway, back to what I was saying with Married at First Sight. Since I've been watching that. I've be, I've started to become irritated um, and realize that even though Married at First Sight is put there to try and uh, 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 um, 
try and uh, resolve the issue of all these single people who can't seem to find the right person. Instead, what it is doing is having the opposite effect. It is causing more divorces. Married at first sight, like usually one to two of the couples, like I'd say up to three, three out of five might choose to stay together at first and then somewhere down the line, they go ahead and they get divorced anyway. And a lot has to do with attraction. A lot has to do with whatever, whatever. Um, because people go into this and they say, oh, well, if it doesn't work, I can just get a divorce. And that's how the, 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 the experiment goes too. Um, after eight weeks, you can get a divorce. And I, I really think that if anything, it's just accelerating uh, the numbers, the number of divorces that are going on out there naturally, like it is doing it at a, at a, at a more advanced speed. And it is just every year you're adding, adding, adding every season you're adding to, um, the divorce rate. And I've gotten to a place where I can't even <laughs> hardly watch it anymore because it, it it has become such an enemy to what I stand for um to where I'm the type of person when I start something I feel like I have to finish it so I had to finish out watching it annoyed not even invested in it but just like hey I committed to looking at it I'm gonna look at it to the end and what a struggle it's been because it's just so repetitive so redundant all the different things that's going on and then you just see that these people can't get past the the fact that oh i'm just not attracted to this person oh with well, this and that oh well this person doesn't wake up and eat breakfast when i want him to i want to eat breakfast with him and he he goes to sleep later than me but i want him to wake up early and eat with me because this is what I want to do or I'm I'm an alcoholic and I drink all the time and 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 sometimes I fall asleep on my on my guy friend's couches you know and he's just gonna have to be okay with that and da 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 da, da. it's just a lot of pettiness going on and I really feel that the missing link the missing link the thing that is causing everyone to fall short on marriages is a lack of love, a lack of God in their lives. Because like I said to y'all earlier, you know, cause, cause, cause God, God shows us unconditional love. Jesus came to the earth and he showed us a level of unconditional love that that was the pure example of what we are supposed to be period in the body of Christ not just when you get married this is how you're supposed to be a level of unconditional love and I feel like because there are so many people who don't really know what love is they just think love is just saying I love you every day and feeling gummy gumdrop butterflies in their stomach every day 
That is not what that is. Love is not that. Love is a choice. Love is when something happens and it hurts you and you decide, hey, that hurt me, but I forgive you and I love you. I'm not saying that you have to always continue being friends with people who have tainted you or being close to family who continue to to keep tainting you and not truly having a full um 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 heart of repentance a true heart of repentance which is turning away from whatever that was that hurt you in the beginning in the first place i'm not saying that but having forgiveness forgiving them forgiving them a lot of people don't do that and a lot of people want what they want and they just want someone to come in and just add to the life just be just just be in the space that they've created no one wants to compromise no one wants to see that that person might feel that way too so there's a compromise that has to happen there is a compromise that needs to happen when you're coming together but instead people just have these two different concepts of what life is supposed to be or what they want it to be and they can't see outside of that so they continue to bump heads because there's no compromise there's no true love there's no servitude you get what i'm saying so it causes a divorce because this isn't what i expected this isn't wah 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 this ain't what i expected this ain't how it's supposed to go. When I, I used to dream when I was a little girl, I was playing with my Ken dolls. This is what I wanted. And this is this and that. He's not being that to me. Guess what? That's reality. That is reality. After my husband and I got married, there were a lot of reality checks that hit. Like, oh, this is not going the way that I expected it to go. But true love was my choice to stay. True love was my choice. That was my, that was, that was a choice to stay. Commitment is just a choice to stay every day. A choice to love every day. That's all it is. And people who think that someone who's been married for 50 years did not go through that and did not have to make a choice every day are sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. Now, in my particular marriage, there was a point where I I did walk away. But my walking away was not... Walking away from the marriage. There were a lot of dynamics, a lot of small pieces within our marriage. The family wasn't blending right. There was a lot of drama and chaos within the household. Every time we got into an argument, my husband was telling me to get out. It was his mother's house that she was selling to us. And he would tell me to get out every single day. Every single, well, not every single day. Every time that we we had a disagreement, it was get out. And I stayed for a long time. Like, he don't mean that. He's just saying that because he mad. You get what I'm saying? But after a while, that started to wear on me. And it it, it started to, to become a dangerous situation to be in. Um, 
really dangerous situation to be in. So I walked away for the sake of my children, you know, to have some peace there. But I did not walk away from my husband, if that makes any sense. I know it probably doesn't because I haven't told the whole story. Y'all haven't heard it. But um, I needed my children uh, to not have to deal with all the extra that came. And I did try and have uh, a conversation with uh, my husband before I left and uh, got a separate uh, residence and he didn't want to talk and it was just that whole avoidance thing um, where he he didn't want to he didn't want to talk and and I had a a choice to make you know um, the apartment was right there and I was just like and they had approved me and we're like hey you can and I was asking him hey Hey, I really need to talk to you because it's something serious. I need to ask you if you really are feeling like you're done. You're really. So a lot of my decision to leave was just feeling his feelings to want me to go or whatnot. Um, But even after I left, I still very much so was with my husband. I would go stay the night there. You know, my kids were old enough to stay in the apartment, you know, um, by themselves, which was down the street practically, well, away, a little, a little, little, like a mile or two away. And um, so I would go and I would stay with him at night. And then I would get up and I would um, go and um, go back home get the kids up, make sure they were getting ready for school and stuff. And then I would get myself together and go to work. And then I would repeat that. And it was just, and then there were times where he would, uh, after the house was all the way gone, then, you know, and he was staying right around the corner, uh, with his mother, then we actively dated. He would come you know, but there was just like I've said to you all, when when there comes a point where uh, a couple might feel like there's like some like it's dangerous to be in that situation. I do believe that it's that it's in your best interest to to separate for a little bit. Um, but know that if you separate, that doesn't mean um, that you go out and you do whatever with whomever else. No, because you're still married. <laughs> so I was very much still committed to my husband. He knew, you know, um, I was doing things for him. I was cleaning. I would go over there, clean, cook, make him dinner, everything else. I make dinner at home first and then go over to his place, make dinner for him. I was really, really, really working to try and make this marriage work, I was being stretched beyond sometimes what I felt I had in me uh, to do, but it was a choice. It was my commitment, you know, um, my commitment to my children, my commitment to my husband, my commitment to God to make sure that everyone was good and that no one felt neglected even with um the separate living situations though I know 
that my husband felt neglected at times and that my children felt neglected at times, which was really hurtful because it was only one of me. But everyone, you guys, was bumping heads, everyone. And when me and my husband were good, then it would be something going on between him and the children that was just not settling. Um, so it was just, uh, y'all, it, it was a lot. And I compromised a terrible amount um, because this is my marriage. And I know a lot of people looked at it like, oh, you're being ridiculous, this and that. But no, no, I was I was doing all that I could and hoped in, in, in hopes that we could come back together as one. You know, um, I was trying to get my two older children settled you know, cause they were old enough. Um, well, my oldest daughter, she was old enough to be out on her, her own. And my son was getting to the point where he was going to be old enough. So I was initially trying to set that apartment up for them. And then me and my youngest son go back and, and live with my husband. It was a lot, you guys, a lot of compromising, but I didn't mind those compromises because, um, I'm married <laughs> and sorry you guys if the sound has changed I had to change uh positions but um I didn't and I still have not um looked at my marriage as though um it's not worth my effort because it is even even now, um, there have been times where I have wanted to give up in this in this time here recently. Um, just like, OK, this just I, uh, you know what I mean? Just wanting to give up. But then, you know, just keep feeling these instructions from the Lord to continue um, holding on and just thanking God for the outcome. However, this turns out to be, I'm going to see God through to the end and see what's going on with it. But with that being said, like I said to you all earlier, um, there were other things being suggested to me that might be old that I hadn't even seen yet. And I'm starting to see, oh, I'm starting to see a lot of things that I'm starting to see a lot of bishops divorcing their wives, um, a lot of pastors divorcing their wives, a lot of, 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 of infidelity going on, um, within, uh, the marriages of people who, who claim to be, um, kingdom citizens and it's it's actually within this weekend I saw some things uh I don't know Carnes or something I can't remember I don't know these people um and then there was a bishop I can't remember what his name was and his wife's name was Laquita or something like that I can't remember everything um, but I saw some things on that. Like, I guess this happened 11 months ago. I don't know. Um, Prophet 
Carnes. I don't know these people's name, you guys, but so I'll just say this. There's a situation and I, y'all, I don't have the energy to even go into that. I'm sure y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I'm sure you can look up Carnes or Prophet Carnes. I don't know this man who's who's sleeping with um, other men's other bishops wives and things like that and you know I'm I'm uh, I guess in this situation um he openly rebuked Carnes uh bishop oh, I wish I could look it up right now but I can't um I can look it up but I don't think I really care to go into it I'm getting a headache thinking about all of it uh, it's not my business but the thing that's bothering me is this this bishop whose wife was having an affair with this Carnes fellow um he openly rebuked he he went through and did things to the bible as far as like um making it to where Carnes had to take I think that's his name y'all might be saying the wrong name y'all know I get on here sometimes I just be saying stuff and it don't be right um so forgive me for that but I think y'all know who I'm talking about um he did everything to the book as far as openly rebuking uh his friend or his prior friend or whatever he's going I'm, I'm looking at the situation he's going to the letter you guys as far as how he's dealing with this other bishop but but the thing that's bothering me is yes that's great and wonderful there are uh different uh things that we're supposed to do when it comes down to if we have an ought with our brother or our sister there are certain ways that the Bible has outlined it. He wants us to do everything in order, right? The part that's bothering me is, okay, you followed that to the T, but your wife is out here saying, and this does not, you know, just, you know, your wife is out here and I'm hearing more and more of these, these bishop wives and, and, and pastor's wives say, that their husband was not having sex with them. And the wives were very much so wanting it, but they weren't. And that's out of order because you're not supposed to withhold, you know, uh, your wife, your body is your wives and your, your wife's body is yours. Whatever, whatever, however you want to put that. Y'all get what I'm saying? Vice versa. Um, the only time you're supposed to not do certain things is is um, for fasting or something to that extent. Fasting and praying. And, and then even then you all have to agree that this is what we're doing. Now, if you look at it, the whole reason why. The whole reason why marriage is even brought in, why a man should know, like in the Bible, it says that a man should not touch a woman 
and a woman. You get what I'm saying? But because to well to avoid fornication, you should get married, right? But then to avoid adultery, you're supposed to not withhold from one another. And I'm seeing a lot of withholding or or testimonies of withholding because we really don't know what's going on in these marriages, you guys. But there's been a lot of that being said, that there's been a lot of withholding that causes adultery. That's that's putting a stumbling block right there in front of your spouse to make them commit adultery. That's allowing Satan to come in. When you cut off the intimacy. That is that is welcoming adultery in. Is it condoning? Am I condoning it? No. Because even if those wives were having these issues with their husband, that doesn't mean go sleep with another bishop or whatever, whatever. What did I say in one of my last episodes, I talked to you all and I read to you all what a bishop is supposed to be. Now, when you are in these fivefold, when you are in these these different offices, um, you know, like pastor, prophet, um, whatever, bishop, all these different things, you are supposed to make sure your house is in order before you come and see about everything else on the outside and everything in the tavern in the church and whatever else the physical you know building you know you're supposed to make sure your house is in order and what i'm seeing is a lot of these bishops are more concerned with the building or the church instead of their wives and their their family and their children and that's where these issues are coming in at. You can't just get one part of the equation right and say, oh, I'm rocking the heck out of this, this part of it. Um, and just forget the other part. Just I'm doing good over here because you're going to be held accountable. You're going to be held accountable um, for what you what you're not getting right. And so you can't just become ignorant to the parts that you're not really caring to to be involved in. You know, how can you you know properly run a church when you can't properly run your home? And another thing is they're respecting each other. These bishops, they're respecting each other and going about things the biblical way more than they're respecting their own wives. Because now what you're doing is, okay, fine, I can't forgive you. And now you're having heart, a hardened heart. We are not supposed to have hardened hearts. Divorce is just your open statement that your heart is hardened. That's what it is. That's it. That's either your heart is hardened or the other person's heart is hardened. Somebody's heart is hardened is the reason why divorce happens. Somebody's heart is hardened. And that's not how we're supposed to be in the kingdom. I am I am feeling grieved because the church is failing more at something that was created for us than the people on the outside. What's going on with that? Can we get this right, you guys? 
there are a lot of things. There are a lot of a lot of things that are going wrong in the body of Christ because we are not committing to reading our word and understanding our roles and staying in those proper roles. You can't expect someone to stay in their role when you're not even willing to get in yours. That's not order. That is not order. And. My heart was grieved when I was looking at that stuff last night. I just had to repent. God, forgive us, your church, for what we've allowed in the body of Christ, for how we're being, for how we're coming off. Forgive us, Lord, because we have fallen extremely short of the mark. This is very disappointing. Very disappointing. And something else that we're getting wrong as the church, as the body of Christ, is, is we're judging wrong. We're looking at the world, trying to judge the world. If they are the world, then we are set and we are set apart from them. Why are we concerned about what the world is doing? To try and judge them. They have not signed up for the same thing that you have by becoming a, a kingdom citizen. They, they, they didn't decide to become a kingdom citizen. So the things in the Bible do not apply to them. It does not apply to them. They did not sign up for this. But for those of us who have signed up for this, it is our responsibility. We are to judge each other. And not in a... I'm standing up and I'm pointing down at you and I'm looking down on you telling you what you need to do kind of thing, but more of a rebuke out of love. Hey man, I see you falling short in this area right here. I want to pray with you. I want to keep you lifted. I want to hold you accountable for what you are doing. But man, according to the word of God, you're going about this wrong. But see, we don't do that. We don't do that. The body of Christ is not, it, 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 it hasn't been working as a, as a well-oiled machine. It has not been in order. It has been out of order. And the word of God says that Jesus is coming back for, for, for a church that is unspotted and unwrinkled, without blemish. And I'm just coming to say that if you consider yourself a kingdom citizen, if you consider yourself wanting to be on the straight and the narrow, then you need to get your house in order. You need to get yourself in order. Because I'm telling you, this is, this is very serious, you guys. Everyone's acting like their flesh matters more than what the word of God says. Their flesh matters more than what the spirit is saying. And that is how we fail as a kingdom. If everyone, if everyone got their homes together, if everyone got their marriages together, we would not have as many issues as we have in the church.
marriage is the example of how we are to be with everyone. Marriage is the way, the way that Jesus Christ loved the church and gave himself for it is the example of how a husband is to be towards a wife. And wives, you know, proving that, hey, I'm here for you and I'm, hey, I'm this and I'm that. And, you know, proving our love, you know what I mean, and our commitment and our respect to our husbands, the way that the church is supposed to do, be doing towards Jesus Christ. Y'all, if we could just get that concept, if we could just get out of our feelings I talk about this so often. It's those darn feelings. If we could get out of our feelings and stop acting as though we're so entitled to such a perfect life and such a perfect spouse and understand that just as they have flaws, you have flaws too. But God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the three in one that, that they have chosen to love you unconditionally should give you the motivation to do the same in your life. I am grieved by what I'm seeing and I don't understand what's the hold up in us understanding these very simple concepts but you know what makes it not simple feelings feelings those darn feelings is what's causing everyone to get divorces is causing us to fail as as a body of Christ, seeing the example and 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 giving that love to everyone, an unconditional love. There are times where grace runs out for people, but that doesn't mean that the love runs out. You treat people with love and kindness. Even the world, even our enemies. We are to show love and kindness to them. Is it easy? No, not by far. But is it what is required of us? Yes. I don't know if I can just sit around and continue to look at all this stuff. I mean, it's frustrating to me. It's disappointing to me. Can no one get this right? There are a few. I'm, I want to get this right. I want to get this right. And there are people who are sitting around looking like, girl, you stupid. I don't care what you're talking about. Whatever advice you're trying to give me, make sure you go do that yourself. But yeah, we're held to a certain standard. And you guys... Us as the body of Christ, we're supposed to correct our brothers and sisters. We are supposed to judge each other. You know, we are supposed to. If a person is saying that I'm this and I'm that, then guess what? Okay, fine. Cool. Now, let's see what, what fruit is showing the evidence of the statement that you just said. Because you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. And a lot of people who are walking around and calling themselves saved and Christians and whatever else, I'm not saying that you're perfect, but what I'm, or, or that, 
well we are supposed to strive towards perfection according to the word of god as well yeah bishops are supposed to have a certain perfection to them they are i started looking at that and and and, and looking at that and studying that after i said well he's not looking for you to be perfect but he is <laughs> he is we're supposed to strive for that high calling, for the high mark. We're supposed to strive for it. It's not to say that we won't trip along the way, but if we are striving for perfection, then the mistakes, the 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 falling that we're doing is not going to be a deliberate falling. And it's not going to be the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yes, we all have issues and, 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 and temptations and traumas that sometimes want to take us into this whole full cycle of repeating our mistakes over and over again. But with determination and with God, that cycle can be broken. Just how determined are we to break the cycles? We have to be more persistent we have to be more diligent in the way that we are going about being kingdom citizens. This isn't just about marriage. It's not. This is about the ultimate goal of making it in. And when we are married, what we are doing is we are helping each other. And then we are, we are bringing in kingdom children who are going to also pass that down to their children and it's going to continue to have a good, clean, right cycle of kingdom citizens. We have to break these generational curses and we have to start choosing love. Not falling in. There's no way for you to fall in love with someone because love is a choice. You don't just wake up and be like, I have love. I love this person. When did that happen? No. It's a choice. Yeah, you can wake up and be like, when did I get these feelings for this person? But love is a choice. A love is, is your actions, is what you're doing in your actions every day. That's love. That's a choice. So, with that being said, with that being said, even though I've, I've grown to become a little more less patient <laughs> with how my marriage has been going and you know, what's what's going to happen? Well, oh, okay, well, maybe I should just go ahead and throw in the towel and this and that. I choose love still, and I still do love my husband. I choose to. Not just because it's the right thing to do, but because, it, well, yeah, you know, I vowed 
and I will stay true to those vows to the end. Now, if he chooses to have a hardened heart and go ahead with the divorce, then, hey, I did my best. That's me seeing it through. <laughs> okay. <sighs> or he could choose to do things the right way and come back. And we do what we originally stated we would do. Be together till death do us part. But we shall see. I'm not going to grow impatient with it. But still choose love. Still choose to try and love my neighbors. Still choose to, you know, just choose love in my everyday life. Because this is the example that has been left behind. I don't know what they're doing with that door. It's becoming obnoxious to me. Somebody keeps shutting their door over and over again. Doesn't sound like it's shutting all the way for some reason. But anyway. Alright you guys. I'm going to get off of here. I feel like I've talked long enough. Okay. Sorry you guys. I had to break for a second. It was, my son's door wasn't shutting. Um, I had to tell him I was recording. But anyway. Okay you guys. I'm going to get off of here because I feel like I've said enough. Said all I need to say. And uh, yeah. That's it. That's all, folks. That's all for today. Um, thank y'all so much for coming and listening. I appreciate every single last one of you. Um, yeah. It's so crazy that today is January 31st and I'm feeling more rejuvenated now i'm glad that i took this month to rest um because going from a hectic year of trying and trying doing all this different stuff trying to get things done and then starting the new year which is oh we still gotta just be a busy body was just too much and i'm glad that i chose to just rest yeah man I've lost weight, you know, in my um, time of fasting, it was the Daniel fast, um, lost weight, I'd say probably about uh, 10 pounds this month I've lost. Uh, there have been times where I have, you know, where there wasn't any, we didn't have the resources for me to um, completely do it the way that I wanted to do it. Uh, so I feel short in some areas, but I'm not even beating myself up for that. I'm giving myself grace in that too. In the past, I would have beat myself up really bad for that, but I just did what I could do. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, all right, you guys, I am going to go. I have seen more countries. I think about two more countries. I cannot remember what they are right now, but I want to appreciate every single last one of you for coming and listening. I appreciate your support. Um, know that I love you and that God loves you too. Um, remember to keep your attitudes in check. Choose, choose to go about it the kingdom way. And until next time, peace. Instagram? Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.